Welcome to Entertainment Geekly, Entertainment Weekly's guide to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and awesome. I'm Darren Franich, and with me is my colleague, Entertainment Weekly's Jeff Jensen. Darren, how are you today? I'm doing great, Jeff. Uh, Let's just dive right into it. We are going to do our massive Entertainment Geekly summer movie geek preview, uh, where we're going to talk about all of the geek-themed movies, starting from May 4th with Avengers and running all the way up to the first week of August with the remake of Total Recall. Uh, Jeff, uh, let's just kick it off right here. Avengers opens next week. Uh, how do you how do you feel about it? What's your what's your expectation here? My expectations are really high, especially in light of the early reviews that that have come out. I I had some wariness about this 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 movie. I, I I've been a big fan of what Marvel does. Um, but there, there, there was something about this that, that I, I love the Avengers. I always loved the Avengers comics as a kid, and I love Joss Whedon. You know, on paper, the big sell of this movie for me was going to be Joss Whedon, the master of ensemble sci-fi fantasy uh, shows and stories, you know, working his magic on, on the Avengers. But, but, but I had my doubts, and uh, to be honest with you, uh, maybe it was just things that I've read, I, I just didn't know if it was all going to come together. I don't know if the commercials were really working for me, if I was really in love with another sort of like alien invasion-y uh, in plot. Um, but I'm extremely heartened by the reviews, and it seems that you know, the international box office is already taking off. And so I, I've gone from kind of middling to total Avengers Assemble. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's funny. I I was also somewhat skeptical about it, maybe for a, a different reason. I, I have not been... I loved Iron Man, was not a very big fan of any of the last batch of Marvel movies, like, didn't really enjoy Iron Man 2, was, was kind of so-so about Thor and Captain America. But uh, I was lucky enough to see it already without spoiling anything about it. I will just say that I was sitting next to our critic, Owen Gleiberman, at the screening. He gave it a B plus, and I think that's. I think it's pretty spot on. It's. It's a very fun movie. For me, the only real question about it now is, you know, how it's going to compare to this summer's other big comic book movie, which is obviously very different in tone in a lot of ways. But we'll get to that later. So, so Jeff, let's kick off our, our rating system now. Uh, we've established that Avengers Assemble is a must see. Avengers A Rental is a might see, but probably rent. And Avengers Disassemble is we're not going to see this. So for you, what, uh, how would you rate this? Of course, uh, Avengers Assemble. Uh, 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 Avengers Assemble, good. All right, moving right along. The next week uh, comes a movie that is a little bit of a of a pop culture blind spot for me. Uh, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp's remake of Dark Shadows. Were you a fan of the original uh, soap opera at all? How old do you think I am? <laughs> I tend to assume that anyone old, old that anyone who, who who has kids is roughly in the you know sixty to seventy five area. So uh... I, I do love the fact that the current season of Mad Men uh, is 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 set right at the time when Dark Shadows launches. I I, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. Yeah, Darren, Dark Shadows is what I love about the very idea of Dark Shadows is that once upon a time. There was a daytime soap opera that was about vampires <laughs> in the 60s. That, that, that just kind of is cool. And from what I understand of, of, of people who watched it, I mean, it sounds like they were doing like stories that I actually think would, would be galvanized by. That said, I, I think it looks cool. I love the way Johnny Depp looks in this movie. It, it's a Avengers a rental for me, though. I, yeah. I, it feels like to me kind of like a, a movie that I'll watch 
uh, this winter when I'm on vacation and need something light and and gothy to watch that uh, uh, it doesn't feel extremely compelling to me. Yeah, you know, I I think that I, I would have to agree with you. I, I I haven't really enjoyed the last few collaborations they've done. Although I, I always enjoy their collaboration in theory, and I, I I always get very excited by, by the notion of Johnny Depp pairing up with Tim Burton. The one thing about it that really kind of got me interested was uh, the first trailer. I, I I was sort of under the impression this was going to be a relatively straight, you know, sort of a, a sort of a, a, a sleepy hollow kind of, uh, you know, you know, typical Tim Burton horror with slightly comedic elements. And this looks like it's going to be, you know, it's the 1970s and there's there's disco balls. And uh, I, I'm intrigued by the notion of it being this sort of straight-faced parody of the original. I, I, I have no idea if tonally, if they can maintain that for, you know, two minutes, much less for the entire run of a feature film. But Exactly. I mean, it seems really, I, I feel like the trailer tells me everything that I need to know. In fact, we're going to get to a couple of movies here where I kind of felt like uh, as a two-minute sort of set piece, uh, it seems really fun. Oh, that's a funny idea. Dark Shadows is sort of a 70s, slightly campy Tim Burton, Johnny Depp collaboration, and two minutes just basically entertains me enough. Do I need to watch it for about an hour and 45 don't know. So, so you're saying that if this were a, a fake trailer on YouTube, you would That's definitely right. watch it several times Absolutely. the first day you saw it. Okay. I'd watch it three times. I'd give it six minutes. <laughs> All right. So Dark Shadows, we agree, is Avengers a rental. Now, coming up next, speaking of movies that uh, may not last much longer than their trailer, uh, Battleship is, of course, a film based on the somewhat beloved uh, board game that we all played when we were between the ages of four and six. Somewhat beloved. I love that. Somewhat beloved. I I have to admit that even for board games that I enjoyed as a kid, Battleship would not have been my first choice to have been adapted. I might have gone with Candyland or the domestic drama Don't Wake Daddy. Um, so I'm, I'm a little... Uh, I, 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 I will say that something about Battleship just seems so over the top to me that I, I want to believe it'll be fun, but, but for me, this is very much an Avengers disassemble. I just I, I can't believe it's going to be you know, actually watchable for very long. I have no interest in seeing Transformers 4 colon Waterworld. I mean, this sounds oppressive and noisy and uh, just soul-killing for everyone involved on screen and in the audience. So, no. Put that on the poster. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, I, I, I just read a review because uh, Battleship, curiously, has already opened uh, most other places in the world. And I read, uh, it was either The Guardian or some other British critic described it as quite possibly the loudest movie ever made, which... Yeah. Uh, I, I th- this movie will benefit from being first movie of the summer there really isn't anything in the marketplace like it and people are just sort of in the mood um, uh, for it but also it kind of you know uh, it also sets a bad tone for the summer to come because it really kind of blows you out for uh, other movies that are kind of loud and noisy and have transforming robots in it but also might be slightly better <laughs> um and uh, uh, it's it's it, it's true. It's uh, I think I think you're right. I think there'll be a, a sort of a, a lot of initial interest, and then about a half hour into the movie, you'll just feel this wave of sadness across America as people are like, "Oh boy, like it's Transformers on the water." Yippee ki yay! Time you'll never get back. 
Uh, and now speaking of speaking of time um, and bad segues, uh, wow! The following, <laughs> I can't wait to see where, where you're going with this one, Derek. The, the following week brings us Men in Black Three, uh, the the much troubled uh, production, uh, which is a of course a sequel to Men in Black Two. Now the, the 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 twist with this one, as the trailer made clear, is it's it's a time travel story, and as far as I can tell, that is mainly it mainly functions as a way to let Josh. Brolin play, uh, you know, the agent, Agent K instead of Tommy Lee Jones. I loved the first Men in Black and hated the second one, and it's, it's hard for me to see what this new one is really uh, adding in, 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 in any way. Uh, I mean, do you, I mean, like, what do you remember, like, feeling about the first two movies, Jeff? Same as you. Loved the first one, uh, was made numb by the second one. The, the trailers for, for the third one here definitely remind me of what I felt about the first one, and it gives me hope that it could be a really fun, light experience. And I'm all for the time travel plot to the 60s. That looks fun. And I, and, and I actually think, for me at least, the, the, the gag of, of Brolin doing a Tommy Lee Jones impression for a sustained period of time could actually get me through that movie. That said, uh, it's Avengers a rental for me. I, 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 it doesn't feel so compelling that I have to be there. Yeah, you know, I think, I think, I think, just based on the on the strength of W, I, I think Josh Brolin might secretly be uh, one of the great Im, 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 impression artists of uh, of our age. Um, but uh, I, I, for me, this is this is honestly an, an Avengers disassemble. I, I, I'm I'm hard pressed to feel any real urge to see this. I will say though, I'd love to see a documentary about the making of Men in Black Three because it just <laughs> seems like a crazy example of you know they started filming without a screen. Play and there was all that kerfluffle over Will Smith's, you know, Millennium Falcon-sized trailer, and it's just it, it's 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 an example to me of how you know the, the the machinery behind it may turn out to be more interesting than the actual uh, product that they put out there. Um, now, it will launch. It will launch a new a new generation of entertainment journalists. <laughs> that's the, that's the hope, isn't that, that always be the enduring hope? legacy of Men in Black? <laughs> uh, all right, now we're we're moving into June here. Uh, first big movie of June is Snow White and the Huntsman. No, uh, no. No, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> um, the. Uh, uh, this is the, this is of course the second Snow White movie of the year. Uh, I didn't see Mirror Mirror, but uh, again, I, I I enjoyed the trailer for it and assumed it, it was a fake trailer. This movie, though, it seems like it's going for a much kind of darker vibe. The trailer feels very kind of Lord of the Ringsy to me. You know, I I am sort of I have to admit I'm kind of interested to see what they've done with it. Uh, you know, it's 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 a first time director, but uh, you know I, I love Charlize Theron and I'm fast approaching the point of having a huge man crush on Chris Hemsworth. So uh, I, I, I think I'm interested. I, I think this is a, an Avengers Assemble for me. I'm not. I'm not interested at all. Um, I, this, this file, this one also under the trailer pretty much uh, tells me everything that I need to know, provides me the entertainment that, that I could probably get out of this, this sort of like edgy Lord of the Rings style gloss on this fairy tale that seems like a, a two minute high concept uh, joke idea or cool idea to like, you know, digest, let it simmer in your head, let it kind of kick around your head and then just uh, move on. My favorite part of this movie though is the title because it could be turned into the acronym SWATH. So that, that just, that is, that's for me the coolest part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. 
part of it might just be that I, I'm sort of hard pressed to remember now. You know, a, a, another movie that's even really tried to do the Lord of the Rings thing. You know, immediately after that franchise a decade ago, there was that sort of run of imitators. But it was—it's almost kind of interesting now to sort of return to that Jacksonian world of you know this fantastical land where there's always mud on everybody's sword. And I—I—I uh, I, I, I don't know. There's the, the, there's a part of me that's oddly hopeful for the movie. Maybe that's why I'm I, I, I'm sort of more excited about it than I have any right. You mean to that? Be. You, you mean? the Game of Thrones thing on HBO yeah. hasn't kind of sated that desire. Well, and, and by the way, could, could you have sold a movie less persuasively to me than telling me I, I'm in the mood for watching people covered in mud? Listen, listen, Jeff, we, we all have our, our own peculiar tastes in movies, and uh, you, you know, you know, some of us lean towards mud, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Uh, <laughs> I will say, though, uh, I've, I've heard some, some rumblings that Kristen Stewart does a, a kind of affected British accent in the movie. Which uh, could be could be a talking point uh, once that w- once that film hits. Anyhow, Can't wait to not see it even more. <laughs> All right, we'll agree to disagree about Snow White and the Huntsman. I'm I'm as I talk more about it, I'm I'm worried that uh, you might actually have the right angle on it. Let's move on though to a film that I'm guessing we're both very excited about. Uh, June 8th sees the release of Ridley Scott's Prometheus. Uh, I, I've now watched, I think, 30 different teasers and trailers and clips from this movie, and I am uh, still excited, if anything, more excited to see it than ever now. Absolutely, me too. And I and I wouldn't even put myself into uh, a, the, a camp of um, big alien fans. I, it, you know, I know that one of the big, quote-unquote, alleged mysteries of this movie is whether or not it really is a prequel. Um, and I'm, uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm I loved Aliens. You know, for me, the second Alien movie was one of the most riveting, thrilling action movies. Uh, for me, one of the definitions of sci-fi action movies that from my from my childhood. I'm really excited about this. I'm sold on the big uh, headline: Ridley Scott returns to sci-fi. The images that he's put on the screen in those trailers are just so much eye candy. Um, that, that that recent trailer with that siren sound effect at the end uh, just filled me with such like yummy panic that <laughs> I was like, I I, I got I got to see this. Um, um, it, it looks pretty fantastic, and I've been really impressed with the transmedia aspect of it all too. These these commercials. Uh, for 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 the the uh, the Fassbender robot character David have been really compelling, um, as well as the TED talk with the Guy Pierce character. Um, just, just really smart stuff. It is, yeah, and you know it, it's almost funny too because you know uh, you realize that although the Alien movies have such a place in pop culture, I mean you know even even you know Alien Three and Alien Four are kind of, to me, very interesting in their own way, even if they're certainly not as good as the first two. It's, it's weird that you, you don't often get a big, dark science fiction movie like this, you know? I mean, it's it's more often, you know, when we when, when we have a, a space-faring film, it tends to be more of a... More of a uh, lost in space, or a, a, a you know, you know something that's something that's more jaunty. And there's just something very thrilling to me about the idea of Ridley Scott returning to this very kind of imposing and frightening, and you know, the kind of like bio organic look of it is just so kind of memorable. I, I mean, I, I I will say too. Um, 
I, I, I sort of just love the fact that, frankly, it's it's called Prometheus. I mean, yeah. what like like how did they get that through the the, the studio pitch session? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> a cool title too. I mean, a, a cool title. But my daughter, who's really into mythology, like told me recently, like that that's a stupid title. You mean like it has nothing to do with the Greek god? <laughs> and uh, I think it's being a little too literal. But, uh, yeah. Oh man, arguments inside of the Jensen household just seem, you know, really. Oh yeah, we, we could fill a whole podcast. With those, right? <laughs> Moving on. Mo- moving on here. Okay, okay. So we're both excited about about Prometheus. That's an Avengers assemble through and through. Uh, now let's move on to a movie that I'm guessing we're both going to be a little bit less excited about. Uh, somewhat, somewhat less of a of a big idea. Uh, genre film, um, unless you consider the 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 title to be a big idea. June twenty second, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Uh, I I have to admit that uh, I did not read the original book, although I I would imagine that nobody attached to the movie read much more than the title. I I I, I want to hope this is going to be campy fun, but the trailer makes it look oddly sort of serious and sort of just bleak, which seems like a, a it seems like a, a strange tone to strike with a movie like this. Yeah. Um, the people, that's, that's interesting that, um, why am I fumbling? Interesting that you should bring that up, Darren, because everyone that I know that, that has seen that trailer, even people that are excited for the movie um, have been struck by that quality, that tone of it, that there's like no, there's seemingly no self-awareness um, that this is a movie called Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Like you would think that that this movie would have some permission to have a, a sense of humor about itself. I guess maybe the sense of humor that it's allowing itself is the is 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 a, is a different kind of humor. The ability to sort of be outrageously over the top, most likely in violence. Um, I, I, I I too kind of found myself feeling that it missed something in terms of the sell to me um, by, by not having that humor. That said, I, I was very close to putting this in a Avengers a rental category until I remembered um, the director, whose last name I cannot pronounce, but his <laughs> first name is Tamir, and he's the guy who did Wanted, which I think is like one of my favorite action movies of recent years, like really thrilling, really dark and edgy, amazing, amazing visuals. Um, I love the comic that was based on, but I, I think I love the movie even more. And I, I suddenly found myself invigorated with a little bit more hope that this guy is going to do something really cool with this movie. So it really does like occupy some kind of weird middle ground between Avengers Assemble and Avengers Arendel. Okay, so so this is like like if 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 theoretically only only a few of the Avengers were assembling, like like we're talking like you know like like Black Widow and Jarvis the Butler and like maybe Bruce Banner not as Hulk. This is that movie for you. It's like some some Avengers uh, assemble casually for uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Right. If it feels like there there's Hulk. And, and 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 Iron Man and 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 and, and the Wasp uh, <laughs> assembled, <laughs> playing playing poker. Well, I I couldn't disagree more uh, about this movie, and actually about Wanted. I, I actually didn't enjoy Wanted that much. I, I I sort of felt like my problem with it is also the problem that I think I have with this movie, which is. It's oddly humorless, despite being, despite thinking it's being very over the top. You know, I I sort of feel like 
the sort of sense of humor that was very inherent in action movies in the 80s has, for the most part, kind of been lost now. And this is exactly the kind of movie that would sort of benefit from, you know, just... It's 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 not quite a wink. It's more just like the knowledge that we're in a movie that's ridiculous. So we don't we don't maybe need to have the 15 minute long, you know, t- taken from Batman origin story about how Abraham Lincoln's mother was killed by vampires. Like it it, it feels like that sort of like the sort of fun Paul Verhoeven tradition of action movies has kind of been lost. And I I, I sort of I, I I find it hard to to even want to even to, to even think about this movie, but. So what you're saying, I think, is that Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter can use a little more dark shadows. Could you dark can... shadows could use a little bit more Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Uh, now, June 29th, I, I want to hit this just very quickly. G.I. Joe Retaliation. <laughs> now... Jeff, I would I was not interested in the least in this movie. I saw the first one and hated it. There's something about that trailer with The Rock and Bruce Willis and the ninjas like climbing up the side of the mountain swinging swords at each other. I I really really am interested in this movie now. <laughs> uh, can I just say that my, like what I loved um my only take on GI Joe Retaliation besides the fact that it's 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 not something that I will see. I love um, Clark Collis, one of our writers here at EW, his, his very brief write-up on the movie in our summer movie preview, and the quote that he got out of The Rock, which I kind of felt like is everything that you need to know about this movie. And if you like this quote, if this quote sounds cool to you, then go. Because, but, but it, and, and if not, then don't go. And the quote that he got out of The Rock is, the Cobra Command is trying to take over the world. I get Bruce Willis, and we start kicking ass. That's pretty much... <laughs> All you need to know. If, if, you, if you think that's good, this movie's for you. If not, uh, then then don't go. <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, for me, the, the, those are the magic words for me. So this is definitely an <laughs> Avengers Assemble. I I am fascinated by The Rock in, in a lot of ways, not in the least because his entire career arc is sort of based on being. You know, he's he's this he's like the, the franchise sort of utility player who they always add in the sequels and by himself he's not really that great but somehow you throw him into Fast and the Furious throw him into the Mummy throw him into Journey to the Center of the whatever and like there's the, there's a clear value added for your franchise to have to have the Rock on, on your bench is basically what I'm saying so I I uh, I am oddly intrigued about uh, this movie. <laughs> My favorite part of the GI Joe retaliation cultural moment that may loom is reading whatever you have to say about the cultural significance of the rock start uh, start getting ready for the 11,000 word essay because it's 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 already being written as we speak got it. um all right all right now i, I do want to get along to, to slightly more serious movies here so let's move into july big month here starts off july 3rd the amazing spider-man uh jeff we, we all know this is the reboot of a franchise that was only recently kind of reached its its conclusion with with, with Spider-Man Three, uh, and now they're they're restarting it. They're moving it back to high school. They're bringing in a new villain, a new cast. What's what's your read on uh, Spider-Man Two Couldn't be more excited. This is definitely one of the huge events of the summer for me. I absolutely loved everything about this movie. I, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, huge Garfield and Stone fan. 
Mark Webb's uh, The Director, 500 Days of Summer, was one of my favorite movies of, of, of the first decade of this new century of ours. Like, uh, great stylist, great storyteller. Um, I hope that he works, does great things with this movie. I, I know that there is some kind of debate, which frankly feels a little bit phony to me, this whole idea of, like, it's too soon uh, to be rebooting this franchise. And maybe theoretically, like, as an idea applied to all possible movies or just as a practice, it's not a good idea. I'm absolutely all for, like, going back and and restarting this at a different point, an earlier point um, in Spider-Man's, like, life. Um, and kind of restarting the franchise. I, I think it's a really smart idea. I think there's no bigger advertisement or big endor- bigger endorsement uh, of, of, of that approach than Spider-Man 3, which I think was just a real big disappointment. I think that I love Sam Raimi. I loved Tobey Maguire and all those actors, but I think they really kind of reached a creative dead end. And um, I, I, so I, I couldn't be more excited for this movie. You know, I, I, I'm also excited about it for, for reasons that I think are, are a little different from you. I, I don't necessarily think it will be a good movie per se, but I, 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 I nevertheless, I, I find it interesting just as a, as a huge comic book fan and, and as a huge, you know, superhero movie fan, I, I'm intrigued by the fact that, you know, the Sam Raimi films, which I think sort of unjustly, mainly because of the reaction to Spider-Man 3, I, I think people have sort of started to neglect them a little bit in, in, the, in, in our sort of like general notion of what the canon of superhero cinema is. Sam Raimi had such a really distinctive Vibe in his movies, and you know, it, you know, it's it, it, it's it, it was sort of bright and peppy, but it also had a real sense of humor about itself. And even the, the parts of Spider-Man Three that didn't go over well, I think, were very much Sam Raimi sort of trying to really put his stamp on it in a way that I think a lot of later directors of superhero movies have been a little bit reticent to do. What, what intrigues me about Amazing Spider-Man is that based on the trailer, it really looks like they've kind of given a franchise that previously was very kind of candy colored and very sort of, uh, you know, even even sort of over the top, they've given it this sort of Christopher Nolan side where, you know, now we're going to learn a little bit more about his family's backstory and there's sort of the implication that much like in Batman Begins, the villain has this sort of tie into what happened to Spider-Man's parents. And it just, I'm, I, I, it's such a sort of different take on the material that I, I sort of can't help but be intrigued by it. Um, yeah. All that, all, all, the, all, all that being said, I, I, I'm, I'm skeptical that they'll really be able to carry it off. But maybe that's just because I, you know, I, I still think that Spider-Man Two is one of the great superhero movies, and it's, it, it's hard for me to think about, you know, if, if you remove the, the fun and sense of humor from that, you know, what's, what's really left of Spider-Man? But we'll, we'll, well see. Well, a couple things, a, a couple things. I, I, I agree with a lot of what you've said, with the exception that I, I don't think that there's some kind of cultural devaluation of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies. I think that they're, they're held in exactly the regard that they should. I think the first one was a solid piece of work. I think the second one is one of the gold standards of superhero cinema. And I think the third one was, you know, a, was, was a big summer movie that a lot of people saw and was okay. And, and, and Sam Raimi worked hard to salvage parts, you know, a, 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 a very big clanky machine that, like, just does, didn't never really kind of came together, you know, organically to the point that 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 it feels like this new version of Spider-Man feels like a a, a dark nightification of Spider-Man. Uh, I, I do agree with that to some degree. I definitely think it shows. 
that Christopher Nolan's approach to, to, to superhero movies and, and Batman has been extremely influential. And I think that, and, and having interviewed um, just briefly some of the people that have been involved with this new Spider-Man movie, definitely, I definitely think that Christopher Nolan rubbed off on them. That said, it's not like this kind of darkness there, there's none of it is in Spider-Man the, the the source material. I mean, you know, Spider-Man's origins are, are definitely have a dark edge to them, and there is that kind of melancholy angst to Peter Parker. And I think that they're they're they're, they're playing to it. Maybe the trailers kind of focus maybe too much on it because that kind of like style that Nolan kind of idea is a little fashionable right now. But I I, I don't know. I have hope that they're going to like be able to like have. The whole tonal grasp on Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I I hope so too. And, and again, like maybe I'm sort of putting too much cultural pressure on this one movie, but I, I I'm only skeptical because you know I I kind of came up reading comic books in the '90s when there was sort of this sense that you know everyone has to become Batman now. You know, like yeah. like Superman needs to needs to die, and you know like yeah. you know Green Lantern needs to suffer through horrible circumstances, and it it's it's you know uh, not to say that the notion of making a slightly more serious movie is bad in, in any way or, or or that you know any take on the on the material is bad just fundamentally but it's interesting seeing that sort of happen in comics many many years ago it's intriguing to see it now happen in big screen movie form again i mean if if, if what we're talking about is spider-man plus christopher nolan I, i'm not I, I that certainly those are two things that i you know t- two great tastes that might go well together but uh we'll we'll have to, we'll have to see. Obviously, we're we're both going to be seeing that opening night. So. Right. Definitely. <laughs> so let's. We've we've talked a lot about Christopher Nolan. He, he looms large, uh, and and he, he just in general he looms. So let's get to the Dark Knight Rises. I think the big movie of the summer opens July twentieth. Jeff, I I don't know if I've ever been more excited, not just about a movie, but about anything in my entire life than uh, the arrival wow. of of Dark Knight Rises, in, in, including graduating high school. I, uh, you know, every everything that I see about it, I'm sort of more interested. It, it, I, I get the sense that Nolan is really trying to do something new with this. You, you know, like, I, I sort of feel like superhero movies in general, there's a real structure that we're used to now, and it's just, it feels to me like what I see in the trailers, he's really trying to push it forward the same way he did with Dark Knight. And, you know, even even if he fails, I, I, I get the sense that there's huge ambition behind this movie. So I just, I'm so excited to see where that ambition leads him uh, th- this time around. Jeff, what do you think about Dark Knight Rises? I'm totally with you, Darren. I'm extremely excited. Um, maybe it doesn't fall in the category of something that it, it trumps every other thing in my life like you. Uh, but yes, absolutely. It is the cultural event of the summer for me, if not the year. Um, I, I, you know, there there's a legion of fans that are eagerly anticipating The Hobbit that might disagree with me. Um, but for me, the Dark Knight Rises like trumps that, and uh, and uh, I'm I'm pretty amped. Yeah, well, and, and you know, it's funny too. Uh, oddly, to your point about the Hobbit, you know, I'm I'm excited about that because you know I'm I'm a human being with eyes. But uh, I uh, th- there's a sense that you know whatever he does, Peter Jackson with the Hobbit, it's it's something that I I sort of. 
it's not necessarily anything new. You know, it, it's it's going to be interesting regardless. But I, I just sort of feel like with Dark Knight Rises, here is a filmmaker who seems to me to have total carte blanche to sort of do whatever he wants to. And so if if he if he wants to make this a three hour long, you know, politically charged war film, then that that's not outside the realm of possibility. And it's just I, I think that it, it's rare to see that nowadays. That sort of combination of total um, of, of, of a huge amount of resources and the ability to do kind of whatever you want to with that. Now, it, it could also be a complete catastrophe, but those, those are kind of fun, too, in their own way. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think that the, my only worry about this movie is that my expectations are too high. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, 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 that's not, not a bad worry. Speaking of high expectations, July 27th sees the release of Neighborhood Watch, which is a movie about aliens attacking Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn. Jeff, I, I think that's all we have to say about that. Is that uh, can we just move on from there? Let's move on. Let's move on. All right. Uh, last uh, big week of the summer, as far as uh, blockbusters being released, uh, we have two movies, The Bourne Legacy and Total Recall. Uh, let's take Bourne Legacy first here, Jeff. Uh, I am excited about this because I like Jeremy Renner. Uh, I can't remotely understand how this movie will make sense with regards to the first Bourne trilogy, but if it's just a cool action movie starring Jeremy Renner, then I think I'm on board with that. All the ingredients are here for a really compelling, cool action movie for adults. I, I love Jeremy Renner. Um, I think Tony Gilroy, I, I really like his work. Um, he wrote the previous Bourne movies, and he was the writer and director of Michael Clayton, which I thought was a really compelling movie. And um, I, I think that the, the goods are here. I think that it's a little bit of a weird sell to the audience to kind of wrap their minds around, okay, how does this kind of fit in with the Matt Damon movies? And uh, I love it how in every interview that the creative team of this movie does, they're just talking, you know, till they're blue in their face. Like, look, like this doesn't mean that the Matt Damon franchise is over. These two (laughs) franchises can coexist. And uh, I think there'll be some people that are still like, huh? I think there'll be some people that don't care. Um, That said, uh, this is and this is just me talking. I, I think that if I was ten, fifteen years younger and I wanted to watch every movie under the sun, uh, this would be an Avengers Assemble for me. It's more likely to be a Avengers a rental for me. This this does feel like a great movie to watch on uh, FX in a few years. You know, some yeah. you know you know like some some you know Thursday night when you know you aren't too busy. <laughs> this is the movie that 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 if you're a guy, you get to rent after giving your wife you know two romantic comedies in a row, <laughs> and then it's like okay, like you get to choose tonight, honey. Okay, and then you go to Redbox. Oh, I, yeah, born I, legacy. Yep. I, I I love that equation. So so one born legacy equals two Catherine Heigl movies is is, exactly. is, is basically what we're describing. Okay, exactly. so I think I think I think we're agreed on that. Both of us think that's Avengers a rental. Uh, last but not least, Total Recall remake. Uh, I love the original Total Recall. I, I honestly think it's one of the sort of just most fun and sort of interesting of of the kind of you know '80s wave of action movies. Uh, I I don't think I could be less interested in seeing this new one, but uh, our own Anthony Bresnikan and, and uh, EW's uh, hotshot movie reporter did just report that there will in fact be a three-breasted mutant woman in this remake. So I, 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 I have to upgrade this to Avengers or Rental just, just for the sake of that. 
I'm I'm intrigued with this movie because of the Colin Farrell of it all. Like I do like Colin Farrell. I've been rooting for him to kind of get back into uh, the the A-lister category because I think that he's a great actor and a great screen presence. And uh, again, like going to our recent summer movie preview, Josh Rottenberg's story on on, on Total Recall, uh, you know, I, I gotta love Colin Farrell's quote here about the original Total Recall. Arnie did something that nobody else did at the time or has done since. Don't ask me what it is, but I'm a fan of it. <laughs> I, mean, I, just like, I just like this guy. And I, 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 he's one of those actors. He falls into a short list of, of, of I'm not one of those guys that like goes to a movie because of an actor or an actress because I just like seeing everything they do. Like Harrison Ford used to occupy that category for me, which is like, whatever he does, like, I'm there, sign me up. Like, um, but, but Colin Farrell is one of those guys that, like, I, I think that he's really interesting. I think he's really compelling. And I might rent this movie down the road uh, because of him. All right. We're, we're, we're in agreement then. Total Recall, definitely a movie we will, we will rent at some point. And we also agree that Colin Farrell is the only star left in Hollywood that either of us really cares about. Good to know. Good, good to know. Um, all right. Before we go, Darren, I mean, just a couple random movies that kind of fall maybe just a little bit outside of our, 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 our geek bailiwick that kind of like I, I'm really excited to see, like the, 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 the movie Ted with Mark Wahlberg and, and directed by Seth MacFarlane about the guy who has the has has the the coarse crass teddy bear for a best friend. Uh, do you know much about that movie? Oh yeah, well I mean you know I I only know what I saw in uh, that first trailer that was just released, and uh, I, I thought it looked incredible. You, you know it, it's funny you 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 talk about actors who you sort of oddly trust. Uh, I I feel like Mark Wahlberg lately has been on this kind of really interesting run, and especially whenever he does a comedic role, I, I think he tends to be great. So I. I'm very intrigued by the movie. It's unclear to me if it's if it's going to be anything more than Mark Wahlberg talking to a Seth MacFarlane voiced stuffed animal about like dirty jokes for two hours. But I think I could be okay with that. Honestly, I think I could be okay with that too. <laughs> um, and, and another movie that I'm really excited to see. Maybe put this in my top three, like must see movies of the summer, like which would be sort of led by. And I want to hear your top three too. I think my my number one is The Dark Knight Rises. The number two is uh, uh, Amazing Spider Man. But I think my number three is Moonrise Kingdom, the new Wes Anderson movie. The, I, I'm the new Wes Anderson film. For that. You know, I uh, I loved uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox was uh, really kind of uh, incredible, and uh, I don't know everything that that I see about this new one. Yeah, you know, I I like everybody. Else. I sort of went through a very strong Wes Anderson phase and sort of wasn't a, a huge fan of his movies immediately after Royal Tenenbaums, but there's something just about the particular Wes Anderson tone that w w when I see it now, I, I find that I, I'm really excited to sort of return to that particular, you know, Fantasia cinematic landscape. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm very excited about it. It also has, it has an incredible cast, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you got like, like Bruce Willis and Ed Norton and uh, Bill Murray's in there somewhere, right? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> well, okay, I, th I think that uh, my top three, Dark Knight Rises, obviously, number one, uh, ahead of everything else in my life. Uh, number number two for me, I, I think, is Prometheus, for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it. Number three, G.I. Joe Retaliation. I think <laughs> I think that could be... I think I think that's the movie that that we're all going to be talking about for exactly uh, two days uh, uh, and until Spider Man comes out. We will devote a whole podcast <laughs> to it. I promise. Exactly. Which will be co-hosted by someone else that week. <laughs> <laughs>
that concludes this week's episode of Entertainment Geekly. Thanks for listening. Next week, we'll be back to do a slightly deeper dive into Avengers. We'll also be talking about upcoming events on geek shows like Fringe and Game of Thrones. Uh, Jeff, thanks again. Great talking to you this week. Uh, all right, you too. Looking forward to G.I. Joe Retaliation or whatever that movie's called. Me too. Me too. All right, bye. Bye.